Hey everyone, before we jump in, Miles and I are so grateful for all of your support and we want to remind you all to always dive within the limits of your training and experience and always follow the advice of your instructors and dive masters. This podcast is not intended as a substitute for formal dive instruction. We are thrilled to have this space to share our stories and experiences and thankful we get to share them with you. Stay safe out there and have fun. Okay, dive 19, and for the first time, we're on camera. <laughs> wave to the camera. <laughs> so we got these microphones. We, if you notice, the sound quality is a lot better because we got these microphones for Dima, and they worked so well that we're going to start recording our episodes with them. <laughs> you know, we're slowly moving up in the world. <laughs> um, we're going to get into Dima in a little bit, and the format of this episode is going to be a little bit different than what you're used to hearing. Uh, interspersed throughout our conversation are going to be a bunch of quick hit interviews that we did with a bunch of old and new friends at the show. So these will be sort of sneak peek previews for interviews and our calendar that we are hoping to have for the for 2024. Uh, if there's interviews you particularly like, um, let us know and we'll make sure to make uh, those people a priority. But we're, uh, we're very excited about our next uh, next year's calendar. Smack dab in the middle of this episode is an interview with Jim Standing, the co-founder of Fourth Element, uh, talking all about what he's doing to make the dive gear industry more sustainable, one product at a time. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, and there's a bunch of other great interviews interspersed as our conversation goes along. But as we start out, most of our shows... Let's do some dive logging. Miles, you've been diving and I haven't because I've been traveling. Here we go. Now we're getting into the good stuff, you guys. This is what this is what you all come to hear is all about Miles' is diving in California without Jake. Well, Jake is trotting around the globe without uh, me. Okay, I was at my parents' <laughs> house for Thanksgiving and then I had to go to a wedding. But uh -huh. you went on a bunch of dives without me and I was very jealous. And you got some great dives. videos. Uh, there was a guy on one of them. He barely tagged along. No, Wait, shout I'm out. Sorry. No, 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 no. Shout out, shout out to Matt. No, we always went Matt on all girl dives, all dives in general. But I have been diving with a lot of my female friends, which has been so amazing. I love diving with absolutely everyone. But there is this amazing feminine energy when you get to do an extreme sport with other women your age and you're all just in tune and on the same level of, uh, you know, it's just, it's really nice. Everybody wants to do the same thing at the same pace. And yeah, it just feels good right. because you show up and no one's in a rush. And then afterward, we want to go do a little girl's day. So we get a little coffee, maybe a little treat. We go shopping at surf shops. I mean, it's a complete girl's day. You had a full on beach. girl's day. At and the not beach. just I once, but multiple times. I and so. It. Oh, so I wasn't even invited on these dives. I couldn't have gone on these dives even if I wanted to. <laughs> you would have had to have a little coffee, which you don't drink coffee. I don't drink coffee. And then you would have had to come swimsuit shopping at surf shops with us. I would look great in a bikini. <laughs> I'd look really good in a bikini. Okay. All right. Well, next time, if you want to come on one of those little girl dates with us, you're more than welcome. I'll think about it. Okay. Maybe, no, Matt, maybe Matt and I will have a dude day. Where okay. we just like, I don't know, play basketball and talk about sports. And, I don't know. Maybe and you like run into us at the same time. You're like, hey, yeah, let's, hey let's go diving. <laughs> no, no, no. But truly it has been the most 
rewarding thing to be able to do that kind of activity with other women my age. And so I feel very lucky to have found these women in San Diego. And I hope that the rest of the dive community and other women in other areas are able to do the same thing. And if, you know, if you're looking at where to start, there's so many sites out there. There's so many yeah. Facebook sites that you can go and, you know, like, um, girls at scuba is a great site and women then divers women, hall of fame women divers hall you're going to hear you're going to hear from women divers hall of fame in a little bit all sorts of stuff and um scuba women yeah on there's, Facebook. A, there's a bunch of them there's, there's all sorts of, of stuff if you're looking to have that kind of interaction in yeah. your life Absolutely. so yeah the dives have been really awesome lately i'm susan this is robin we're from the women divers hall of fame the Women Divers Hall of Fame was formed actually in 1999. The first group was inducted in the year 2000. And it was to recognize the women from the 20th century who had made an impact on diving and the environment. But after that, they decided we really have a lot more women who are making impact in diving community. So we need to induct new members every year. So every year since then, we have inducted new members who have made a difference. But what's great about the Women Divers Hall of Fame is not just the recognition of the women and their contributions, but the fact that we pay it forward. Robin, you can yes. go from there. How do we pay it forward? We have uh, internship, we have scholarships and, and grants that we give out to people who are doing, interested in doing all kinds of different things underwater. And uh, it's for young people, young women especially. Yeah, we have a scholarship and grant program, training grants for people to learn how to dive. We provide them with the equipment and the training. The scholarships have a wide range of different possibilities. And these are open to all kinds of people all over the world. We've given out, we've given out over a half million dollars worth of scholarships and grants since we started this. And we're very proud. We've helped 471 individuals. Right, that's right. Yeah. So we want to make the next generation of female or women ocean leaders. That's what we're looking to do. Give them a leg up. We have mentorship opportunities, all kinds of things. All right, hi, we're Coral Restoration Foundation. Um, we are the largest in situ or ocean-based restoration program in the world. We are home in the Florida Keys to about 45 to 50,000 corals amongst our in-water nurseries. And we try to return as many as possible to the reefs as we can. Uh, to date, we've returned over 230,000 corals to the reefs of the Florida Keys. But you know what, we're a small team. We need your help. That's why we're here at DEMA today, because we want you, your dive groups, your dive friends, bring your kids, bring your grandkids. If they're dive certified, bring them. We bring need them your on. help <laughs> cleaning the trees, returning corals to the reef, monitoring the reefs, but more importantly, sharing what your experience was. So yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Um, and we hope we'll see you here at DEMA. What else can people do? Um, follow us on social media, yes. give us a like, say hi anytime you're around. Yeah. Okay, here we go with our DEMA recap. Oh my gosh, I loved DEMA. I, I feel like Jake actually, so truth be told, it did take a little bit for Jake to convince me to go to DEMA just because honestly, I mean, in my head, 
I was nervous about it just being a bunch of salty old divers talking about deer, which <laughs> I like deer just as much as the next guy, but you know, that was my perception of it, but I was so incredibly wrong and I'm glad that I was because I had the best time with people from all backgrounds and it was just great. No, it, Demo was awesome. I'm glad I convinced you. And so the, the reason it took some convincing, I think, was mostly just around the timing because we started looking at Dima a couple of months ago, right? Yeah. We were looking at Dima in like June. Yeah. And at the time, we weren't really sure, okay, is this podcast thing really going to happen? Like, yeah. are we actually going to want to do this? And by the time Dima actually came around, we were stoked about it. I mean, Miles made shirts for us. Thank you for those. Uh, like, we picked up these microphones. We did a bunch of prep work for Dima, and we had an amazing time being there. Yes. Um, I'm so glad we went. And I think we should start off, let, you know what, let's start off with just like a recap of the way, like what we did. I mean, first thing I would like to say is thank you oh, yeah. to every single person that took the time to meet with us yes. and talk with us and give Shout us. Shout out to all of our new friends, our old friends, people that we now consider friends, even if they don't, so sucks <laughs> for them. Um, shout out to literally everybody, the organizers of Dima put on a great show. Um, yeah, it was an amazing time. I can't wait for next year. I'm already so excited for next year, and I've been telling all of our dive friends in San Diego they have to come, and we have to get a big group together oh, yeah. and just show up as a whole group. It is going to – I'm just – yeah. I kind of want to get, like, some of our friends together, our and as well as, like, our, our friends and then also our podcast friends. Yeah. And get, get them together and, like, put an event like an event together. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Didn't guys, that, so We were talking stay, about this, I think, when we were... I would say keep a lookout for yeah. 2024... Diva party. We're going to do a Diva party. I think, yeah, and you heard it here first, so definitely keep there it... There will be a Diva keep party. Keep it on your radar. There will be a Diva party. <laughs> Points at the camera. Yeah. Because we have a camera now, and I can point at it when I want. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was absolutely amazing. So I got in on Tuesday. The show started Tuesday morning. I got in on Tuesday morning, but I was working uh, from the hotel on Tuesday and Wednesday. So I went down to the show on Tuesday afternoon, and I went down again on Wednesday afternoon, and you got in on Wednesday morning, and you went straight to the show. So Miles is like killing the interview game for about three hours and meeting all these people that I, we, we did like, we just finished our recap of like who we need to reach out to our calendar prep all that and i was like who are the, all these people when did you get a chance to talk to all of these people um and she did all this before i even got uh before i even was really able to walk the floor of the show i feel like i got there and i walked in and immediately i was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and just yeah. super excited oh, and there was good energy at that show i walked in on the first day there that wednesday morning after getting off of a red eye yeah i went to the hotel room got ready took a shower and then immediately went to the floor yep. and i walked in immediately saw three of my old course directors from Costa Rica. Oh yeah. It it like blew my mind. Yeah, immediately. That was awesome. Immediately at I think one of the little events or mm -hmm. tables when I first walked in, I my jaw dropped on the floor. I was like, one, I knew that one of the guys was gonna be there, but the other two, I had no idea and I hadn't talked to them in 
over two years. I was extremely excited. Lo and behold, they're opening a new shop in Spain where I will be in the spring. I don't think we've talked about that on the show. So pause Dima for a second. We have to discuss this because Miles <laughs> just, Miles just, just dropped it. So we haven't really talked about how this is all going to work, but the show will go on. Yes. The show will go on. We will figure out a way. We will record at night in the morning. We will make it work. Um, Miles, you, well, you explain. Yeah. So basically I just had a massive life change and I felt like, I wanted to travel a lot more and I haven't really done the European travel thing. I've been all over Central America and the United States, but I've only been to a couple countries in Europe. And so I'm very excited about it. I'll still be working the same job that I have now and scuba diving, hopefully just as much, just in the Mediterranean. And yeah, that's about all there is to it. So you, you, you asked your boss if you could move to Spain and, and based because of the work you do, uh, it was sort of a no-brainer for them. So, so uh, you're off to Spain in March, uh, which is devastating for me. But the show will go on. We will still yeah. have free descent. It will still be every two weeks. We will still do all the fun and amazing stuff that you guys have gotten used to us doing. Uh, we just might be on a little bit of a different timeline. And uh, we might be releasing things at two in the morning because that's when uh, that's when <laughs> that's when we can finish the edit. And you get to see. Spain content instead of just yeah, San Diego. That's true. That's true. They'll be diving across multiple places and all of our European friends that you now, that we now have from Dima. Yes. You can go hang out with and that's too bad because I can't and I really want to. My name's Jim um, and I'm one of the co-founders of Fourth Element and we uh, set out, well, a little over 23 years ago uh, with an idea that literally came from drinking a beer after a day of diving in the Red Sea in Egypt, where we wanted to, we set out basically to make the best possible dive gear, keeping you warm and, and to perform at its absolute, absolute best. But at the same time, we also wanted to bring this kind of passion for the water and, and the passion for diving into a brand that divers could identify with and could really you know, feel proud to be associated with. And what really came at the heart of that was our love for the ocean and, and and initially we started we kind of we had this idea that we needed to do more for the ocean we worked with some charities and we supported them but the more we started looking at the way we made our products the more we realized that there was potentially a huge problem with this and we, we started out looking at everyone knows the, the problem with plastic in the ocean but divers see it so much more than anybody else and so if we see it and we're not prepared to do something about it, there's a problem. And in our case, we said, well, we can do several things within our business that means that we are not contributing to the problem. Like get rid of single-use plastic packaging, number one. If we could find out, we found out that there were these amazing teams of divers pulling up um, ghost gear, ghost nets off wrecks and recycling it or sending it off to be recycled to be turned into yarn. And we said, well, let's use this yarn in our fabrics. And this is kind of just, it was a no brainer for us to do this. It just made perfect sense. So if you can get involved taking plastics out of the ocean in an active sense and turning it into a product, like surely this is a much better synergy for us with the environment that we love. 
and it's just been a snowball and a roller coaster ever since. Absolutely. So, what products have be, have you been able to take this recycled material and turn it? What where where can we see it well, in your products? So, we started out with our swimwear line, um, and we designed a, a line of swimwear which was seventy eight percent recycled nylon from Ghost Gear and and other post consumer waste. And then we then we, we took that fabric then into our thermocline, which is a neutrally buoyant, lightweight alternative to neoprene, about the equivalent of two mil neoprene. And we and we incorporated that into the outer layer of that material, and then into um, and then further into base layers, and then into our undergarments. And this year, we're actually launching a recycled version of nearly all of our underwear for dry suit diving. So it's nearly all made with recycled material, recycled polyester, and recycled nylon, um, and then. Across then into our wetsuit line, we, we started to introduce alternatives to, um, well, we're using recycled polyester linings, and we're also introducing natural alternatives to neoprene made from, from rubber from rubber trees as well. So this, this kind of mentality has moved through the whole line into our robes and ponchos, which are recycled as well. Um, some of the linings of our wetsuit boots uh, are made from recycled materials. And it, for us, it's not a case of asking ourselves, you know, um, how can we make a product? It's, we always ask ourselves, how can we make a product with recycled materials? And if it's possible, we do it. How can we make a product in an ocean positive way? Correct. I exactly that. And we, we just, we feel that responsibility quite strongly. We're not, we're by no means unique. There's an incredible community of people here at the show, but in the wider audience of divers, people, people who care about it, people who see a problem and want to do something about it. And how many people go and do beach cleans and, you know, and, 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 and every dive shop ever does right. those does and beach cleanings and, and dive against debris. I carry a, a, a mesh bag right. for, for debris I find underwater. Likewise, and, and, and coral planting. People want Absolutely. to get involved in these things. And, and yet very few of us are having conversations about the provenance of your dive gear. You know, very few people. You know, and or even what happens to that trash after you pull it out of the ocean. Correct. Right, exactly. And, and most people really don't know. And, and, it, and, it's, and it's an incredibly difficult thing to trace. It's not that... It's not that people don't want to know. It's actually getting that information is so, so hard. So we try to be as transparent as we can. And we work with a very, we, we've got a very good site of our supply chain. So when we talk to our suppliers, we, we want to see the certification. One of the first things that we brought in the hardware market, where well, we brought the first dive fin made from recycled plastic to the market. So it's 97% recycled and the polypropylene comes from bottle tops. Oh, sure. And the, the, uh, the TPU is a waste, it's waste from car manufacture. Uh, so it's, it's kind of the offcuts in the waste from car manufacture. We put that together. The only bit that isn't recycled is the silicone band that holds the, is, is the heel strap. And we, and we didn't necessarily do this to make the greatest, fastest fin in the world. It's just a great fin. But the point is to show you can do it. It's you, a great fin with a great provenance. Right. You, can make, you can make a fin from recycled materials. And in this, I, I think it's something like, it might be weight for weight. It's something like 78 plastic bottles worth of reclaimed plastic. You think, why wouldn't anybody, why wouldn't a diver want to be a part of that when you know that that activity is on some level protecting, you know, protecting the product that's, the, the, protecting the, sorry, the environment that you are so passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, it, and, it's, and it's not just, you know, and before you think I'm like this mega tree hugger sort of guy. No, but I can tell you're passionate. I and I, th I think, you know, it's not just you. You're, you said it yeah, before. Sure. Everybody at the show yeah. is yeah. passionate at some level yeah, about yeah, sure. ocean conservation yeah. and cleaning up the oceans and protecting and, and conserving what we can. But, it, and it, but it's also, 
existential for our sport. If we don't do something about it, diving's not going to be as fun in 15 years as it, was, as it is now. If you're diving you through bottle tops. Right. If you don't do something about it, bottle tops will be the things you're looking for. Right. And so it's like the most sort of virtuous sort of circle you can have. Of like, we're Absolutely. doing it because we love this. We're doing it because we get pleasure from the, the experience. And everything should be driven by this desire to, to be better for our ocean environment. Absolutely. Do you have any of these products that we could see yeah, at the, course, that are at yeah, the show here? Yeah. Let's let's take a look. Yeah, sure. So if we, we, we start here. And, and in fact, at, at the show today, every product that's got one of these um, stickers on it is basically saying that I'm an ocean positive product. And you could get the, the you know, and, and, and people can find out the story behind the ocean positive mission. But this is our thermocline. So this is the equivalent of a two mil neoprene, but it's uh, machine washable. It's uh, lightweight, neutrally buoyant, hypoallergenic. The outer is made with um, a, a yarn called Econile, which is, uh, that is nylon from recycled ghost gear and also other post-consumer waste like nylon carpets, things like that, that have been go through this. Nylon's an amazing material because it's, it's one of these, it's, it, it's a terrible thing to talk about, these sort of forever materials that, and, you know, and, and, and that, that is a challenge for many, many industries. But nylon is one of these things that you can melt it down re-extrude the yarn, do it again, do it again, do it again, without actually damaging its integrity very much. So it's really, really great recycling. So you can keep too. using forever, almost, not forever, but for a long time. Precisely, and, you, and, and the cost really is only in the energy that you're putting back into the system. So this, so the outer is from that. The inner fleece is made from recycled polyester, and that's PET bottles. And so, so this is, and then it, it, there's a, a recycled polyurethane membrane between the, the two that, that provides the barrier to water flow, so it's, it's so it, it's, it's fundamentally so almost all of this all is of this is recycled waste, and yet we want to turn something really ugly into hopefully something that most people think looks beautiful. That's well, it does look beautiful, and and you know this is a, this is an awesome mission. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing. and then so then we have our, our three different kinds of robes. There's the our storm poncho, tidal robe, and. Uh, the shoreline poncho this is 100 percent recycled materials this is 85 percent. this is a little bit lower at 35 percent, and actually kind of helps to tell the story of our, our development this was the first one we made and we thought right we could do something a bit better we'll move on to this one and then we could do something a bit better and we move on to that all the time kind of having our eye on how do we how do we improve it and even even if you take something like our masks over here that the scout mask the straps the straps on on these masks here are made from recycled nylon uh, and the and the clips are made with recycled plastic which is waste from it's abs plastic again waste from car manufacturing so fantastic so um even though you know the mask itself can't necessarily be you know a recycled product but the things around it can be and we've eliminated single-use plastic you know most masks from a big plastic chunky plastic box so right. you've got to do something with it this is the case it protects oh, the lens. Oh, that's fantastic! Because you can travel with that too, and, and yeah, it protects it. It's not as big of a box. Shove it in to... the in the heel of your yeah. fin, in the Absolutely. boot of your fin. You know your lenses are protected, but it, and 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 that's how it comes. You know that's how it comes to the store. There is no single-use plastic packaging, and that's how our mission is to just at every level just reduce the amount of waste that we're putting out that somebody else has to handle. So pretty much, I mean, we're standing in the middle of your, your setup here. Pretty yep. much everything that we're surrounded by has at least some recycled material in it. Almost everything. Almost everything. And, and the thing is where it doesn't, we're working on it. We're working to get better. There are, you know, there are some things where we can't, but 
I think the thing that it's we're most proud of challenge. is this, yeah, this fin over here. This is the, the, the recycled fin that I was that I was talking about. Everything with except except for the, the, the strap is made from recycled is made from recycled plastic. And we were the first ones to try this and to prove it was doable. It's and it's it's a great it's a great performing fin. Um, but the message is much you know is even stronger than that. And that and that is you know how we feel that we can have these conversations with divers about our product, but really it's not about the product. It's about why. Why would you bother to buy something that's made from recycled materials? And the, the answer is simple: because if, you, if if we don't if we don't take responsibility for our actions in whatever way that is, whether it's just not having a lid on your coffee or not buying you know single-use plastic water bottle, your bottle of water in single-use plastic, however we take responsibility for it, we we need to. And as a brand, this is how we're taking responsibility for it. Well, it, it's admirable and. Thank you so much for sharing My your pleasure. story and, and for pleasure. your time. Well, I know you're well, thanks for your super time. busy. Of course, of course. Anytime. Of course. We're, we love to highlight these sorts of thanks. ambitious missions. Thanks a lot. And uh, you know, we appreciate you, uh, appreciate you uh, giving us a tour. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Let's get back into DEMA, though. Yes, let's get back into DEMA. <laughs> so you saw your course, three course directors, and you also saw, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, you saw your open water instructor. Oh my gosh. Yes. It was crazy. So from previous episodes, you guys know that I hardly remember anything about my open water. It's just, it's so weird. I feel like I blanked it out. I remember some small things, but not a lot of it. But walking around the Dima show floor, I, Jake and I were walking and chatting and I think it was the first day him and two of his friends walked past us and I said, Jake, I swear that was my open water instructor. And Jake goes, how do you know? You don't remember anything about your open water. And I go, no, Jake, I, that was him. Like, I really do think that was him. I, I could see him out of, I could pick him out of a crowd. And then, so Jake's like, go, go after him. I'm like, no, no, no. He's already passed. It's okay. So then the next day we bump into each other. And I'm like, oh, I have to say hi. And so I, you yeah. know, like a fangirl, I had taken my open water cert card and my master scuba instructor cert card. Your MSDT card. My MSDT card. And, you know, just to DEMA because that's what you do. And so... Because we're all dive nerds here. Yeah. And so I, I went up to him and I go, so I don't know if you remember me, but you were my open water instructor. He goes, I've taught a lot of people. I don't know. Like he, he teaches in Belize. So he teaches, you know, yeah, tons teaches, of people all sure. the time. And so I pull out my card. I go, this is your name, right? And he goes, oh my gosh, I do remember you. And I remember your mom. Because that, and... that card also has a picture of you went like from yes. a long time ago. So you look like, you know, you look like yes. he would remember you from the card. Exactly. And, and we, had a, we had a very cute moment with him. We were actually on our way to another interview. And uh, yeah, we, we just So yeah, to run shout, out, shout out to Ramones in San Pedro, Belize. You guys started the yeah. whole thing, so you guys, you guys created a monster. Like this. <laughs> Look what I have to deal with. Yeah, no, but that was an awesome experience that I yeah. definitely wasn't expecting. Yeah. So a lot of unexpected, amazing surprises on day one. Okay, hey, I'm Steve Gonzalez. Everybody calls me Gonzo, retired Navy SEAL Master Chief, and I'm also the Special Projects and Events Director for Force Blue. We are a nonprofit that retrains and redeploys special operations veterans to work with scientists, 
or marine environmental projects, everything from repairing Florida's coral reef to repairing California's kelp beds, uh, sea turtle assessment missions, and unfortunately marine debris because there's a lot of marine debris throughout the country. And uh, that's what we do, and we're happy to be here and happy to meet you guys. Hi, Tina Marie from Dive Heart here. Great to see you again. Welcome to our Dive Heart booth, where you can find any and all things Dive Heart. All of our swag and instructor materials, mermaid with hearts, for those of you who are mermaids, <laughs> and um, stickers and information. It's Rum Reggae Day, so I have our Rum Reggae on. Thank you for singing by, and we hope to hear from you again. Yay! So you saw your open water instructor, but we saw a bunch of our old friends. Oh my gosh. So we many. saw the Scuba Queen women. We saw uh, Stream to Sea. We saw Fins Attached. We saw Dive Heart. You're gonna, you guys are going to hear all from all of these guys. Uh, all, all again. The, again, yeah. You're gonna hear from all of them again, and you're gonna hear from all of them in this episode. Um, walking the floor though was really cool because, and I sort of alluded to it before, but the show had really good energy. Like everyone was there positively, totally. and I think everyone was approaching the show really openly, which meant that every conversation that you and I had, whether or not there was anything in it for either side, there was a really good like energy and flow of, of the conversation. Even if we were just sort of like, Hey, what, what, what are you doing? What's, what's going on? What are you up to? Um, everyone was just super jazzed to be there, which, jazzed. uh, jazz, <laughs> New Orleans <laughs> joke, uh, but, uh, psh, uh, everyone was super excited to be there, which I think really, really made the show better. I think the cool thing for me is that everyone was really open to talk to anybody and make connections and network yeah, with, anybody Definitely. no matter how big or small or whatever you were and however you fit into the dive community yep. i felt like everyone was excited to hand out their card or give out their instagram yeah, and say definitely. hey like i want to know everybody in the industry not just like not just the same people that i see every year when i come here yeah or not just the big wigs or you know yeah. no, I think no it was awesome i mean we are wanted to know we are probably the smallest fish yeah. in that pond um, and like shout out to all the big fish who yeah. wanted to hang out with us. Shout out to Fourth Element and XS and all of the different companies that we got a chance and to And shout out with. to Deeper Blue, Deeper honestly. Blue, for Buddy. Yeah. Um, I mean, Deeper Blue threw a dope party, which we will get into. Yeah. Because um, we're going to do a – I want to do a segment on that. But anyway, um, shout out to basically everyone that, you know, we're the smallest fish in that pond and they – you know, they opened their arms to us. The show opened its arms to us, and that totally. was really awesome. Um, and there were a lot of small fish in that pond. There were a lot of new new instructors, new shop owners that we met, new gear uh, brands. New gear brands. Hi, my name is Jeff. I'm a volunteer here with Core. CORE is a nonprofit conservation organization based out of Oakland, California. We've been around for 16 years and we are promoting at DEMA, our 16th, no, 15th time here, our Green Divers for Blue Oceans program. It's free educational resources for dive shops, dive instructors, and even dive adjacent businesses. So if you're interested, definitely head over to our website, core.org, to learn more.
Hi, my name is Alexia Best. I'm the Offshore Drilling Campaign Associate for Oceana. Um, Oceana is the largest international organization dedicated to protecting the world's oceans. Um, we're here at DEMA um, spreading the message about the plastics crisis, offshore drilling, um, and hoping to build some relationships with business owners um, that are related to the ocean space. Um, so DEMA is going really well. We've been getting a lot of interest. People have been coming by, taking the literature, and hoping to build more relationships and grow the, found, grow the, mm, and grow the foundation <laughs> of support. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Sarah from Trash Bag and we have here invented a bag for a scuba diver. It's what's special about it. There's a one-way system so the trash can't come out. Here at the end of the dive you can empty it. It's four liter and the best part is it's made with upcycled material. So here it's old rafting boats and inside it's made with old scooter tubes. So we want, we want to encourage everybody to be an ocean cleaner. What to you was the most interesting part of DEMA? I think the most interesting part for me was learning how everybody fits together, how gear companies fit with influencers and how scuba brand, you know, how it all just happens and they all live symbiotically yeah and we all sort of need each other i mean you'll hear from yes. those orgs that are going into the oceans and pulling out all the plastic to be able to recycle that plastic so you need those orgs and those orgs need people like us like all the other you know influencers and social media personalities and media companies that are out there to get the message out yeah and you know all of the gear companies also need us to talk about their gear and yeah. you know they everybody needs dive shops to work at to buy stuff from to fill tanks to get stuff you know to get stuff repaired so the ecosystem yeah i agree i think seeing just seeing the entire ecosystem that a lot of times we see online in person in one place was mind-boggling i remember walking around on the first day and i kept texting him like i feel like i know this guy i feel like i know this guy and you're like no, you probably just have seen them on social media, so you feel like you know them, yeah. but you don't actually know and them. And there were a don't couple of people. There were well, no, I didn't say don't go up to them. I said definitely go up to them. But <laughs> there were a couple of people that I did like triple takes on multiple times, and I finally yeah. went up and I was like, "Are you?" And they're like, "Yeah, I am, but do I?" And I'm like, "No, you don't. Trust me, don't worry." About it. <laughs> uh, I just follow you on Instagram. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Totally. Um, no, but it was super cool. And then especially, I mean, I loved going to the Deeper Blue Party and meeting everybody also in a really casual yeah, light as yeah. well. So I thought it was cool how you can have conversations on the show, at the show, but then conversations outside of it. I mean, shout out to New Orleans for being an awesome- a fun place to be. Yeah, just like a great environment for everyone to continue that conversation yeah. that was going on inside the show outside of the show at dinner and dancing and all the things. Um, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think, I think the, one of the best parts about conventions in general is getting out of them. Um, you go there because you, you, you know you want to have conversations. We had a ton of interviews that we wanted to have. We had a ton of conversations we wanted to have. We had a ton of people we wanted to meet. But then you get to relax. You get to step out of the convention and relax. I went to the uh, Dan party on, I guess, the first night, and that was a ton of fun. I met a bunch of new people there. Uh, some of whom we're probably going to go diving with, uh, you know, and, and then the, the next night we went to, as you say, the deeper blue party. And both of those are kind of an opportunity to let's not talk shop. Let's just be people yeah. because it, it, and we've talked about this before. It is so easy to lose yourself in the dive industry. You could be, you, you lose who you are because you're so 
wrapped up in being an instructor or being a dive master or being a shop owner. And it takes a lot of work to do those things. Yeah. But it's nice to be able to step out of that, you know, kind of turn that part of your brain off for a second, um, you know, just have a drink, have some good conversation, have some fun. And New Orleans was definitely a place for that. Yeah. Um, you know, I just want I want all of our other friends to come with us again next year. Oh no, they I, well. I think I think they will. Next year's in Vegas. Yeah, which we're is, an hour yeah. away from Vegas. Yeah, they're coming. Totally. I'm gonna. We will bully all of them. They will all. Come. <laughs> they will all come. We will. We will ship you in a crate from Spain if we have to. Oh my gosh! Um, I won't need to be in a crate. No, I think we should put you in a crate anyway. <laughs> um, we will get you from. You will come from Spain. We will have all of our friends there. It'll be amazing. Um, I think too, one of the best parts for me about Dima, uh, was seeing all the new gear that comes out. Um, one of my favorite pieces of new tech that they had was goggles with built-in windshield wipers. Oh my gosh. We have a so video <laughs> that you guys have seen by now. I'm sure on Instagram. of That this. was your favorite? Uh, it was just a very funny piece of gear. I loved it. I had a great time trying it out. I thought and it, you did, it did work. I thought it was ridiculous. And it's definitely going to, like, I, I personally, I, I can't say I'd recommend them because I've never actually <laughs> tried to use them in the water. Yeah. But on land, if, you know, after breathing into them and fogging them up, that you hit the button and they did clear. So I thought you would for sure say stuff about camera and underwater photography. We only, I was very good. I only, we only did cameras and underwater photography for about five minutes. No, like 30. I'm sorry. No, it was not 30 minutes. It was five minutes. I was curious about this dive light and that I ended up not buying, by the way. I think Jay and bought it though. Good for him. Yeah, I'll, I have think to, he did. I'll have to steal it from him. Yeah. Um, I want to see how it I think he did. Good, good man. Um, but uh, yeah, we only did it for like five minutes and then we moved on. And that was, uh, no, that was when we found the other piece of really cool gear, which you did buy. Which was your pro shot case? Yes. Um, which, if you guys have seen our Instagrams, you've also seen her with the pro shot case. Um, basically, you can put your iPhone in it, and it's the first case that it's it's rated to go to bring your phone to 130 feet. Yep. Uh, and and they will guarantee it for like two years. Two or three, years. Two years. So it's really really great, and, and Miles has taken some great shots on it already. So you know, yeah, I seeing, love that. seeing one that that really works, and the and the handle is not. It's not positively buoyant, right? It's neutrally buoyant. You, you can... can do it to how you want it. Oh, okay. So it can be positive or neutral. Which way did you have it? I had it neutral. Neutral? Yeah, did for you, sure. Did you like that? Did you try I it the other way? I liked it. Yeah. I, I mean, when you get in, you have it, no water in it, mm -hmm. and then you add some water in mm -hmm. it before you go down, just to, like your pre-dive check and stuff. Um, no, but I loved it. I thought it was great. I've been playing a lot with the different lenses that it comes with as well. Mm, so I would yeah. definitely recommend getting the different yeah, the red lenses. filter lens. So there's red, magenta, and pink. Oh, really? Depending, oh, depending on, on what depth. depth you're yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. And then also if you're in green water or blue water. Right. And so, yeah, no, I've been having a lot of fun playing around with those and taking some great shots, getting some cool Instagram footage up. So, yeah, yeah it's been fun. So you guys are going to have to uh, stay tuned. Follow the Instagram if you haven't um because miles is coming for my crown as the photographer of the two of oh, us oh not a photographer more just like a social media guru social media well no you already are the social media guru. i feel like i got so inspired by all of the cool women that i met at dima who have awesome instagrams and they make super cool 
scuba videos and all this stuff. And so I was like, oh man, I want to start doing that. I, I need to be better about ours. And so, yeah, I definitely, I feel like I've been doing that and big shout out to pro shot for helping me. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. The, the pro shot team has been, was, was awesome while we were at the show mm -hmm. showing us how it all worked. And, and, uh, we're very excited to, uh, to have pro shot on the team. I think the last <clears throat> or, you know, one of the big groups I also want to shout out is the women's dive hall of fame. Because yes. I got the chance to volunteer at their booth for about 30 minutes to an hour on the last day when Jake wasn't there. So on Friday, yeah, and this sad. was, I had a, to leave. but it was a really cool day because, you know, I was there on my own that day and I was a little bit nervous about being on my own and Jake being gone. And I was like, man, everyone's kind of tired today and I'm kind of tired. I don't know if I'm feeling like jazzed enough to chat everybody up and do interviews but the women's dive hall of fame they brought me in they made me feel right at home they gave me the lowdown on you know how to tell people about the women's diver hall of fame and how to get people involved and so it was such a great organization to spend time with when you know i didn't really know who i wanted to spend time with that day yeah i mean we had already talked to about a thousand people we had talked to so many people and i just you know it was a great place to be and yeah, it just, it felt super easy to chat with them about all the same, you know, we're, we all had the same goal. Yeah. And so it was, it was great. And it was a great opportunity to meet a lot of cool women that have been in the industry for a long time. Hi, Otto. How's it going? It's fantastic. We're over here at FEMA and... It's busy and exciting, and we're having a great time. Woo! It's great catching up with you again and finally meeting you in person. Always great to see you. All right. We'll catch up with you later. Bye. Hi, Tamara. Hi, it's so nice to see you again. Good to see you. So what is Fins Attached doing at DEMA? Um, so, you know, we're spreading um, education, um, talking about conservation research. We're selling merchandise to help fund all that. Ooh, it looks amazing. Wow. That's awesome. And of course, always remember that we do research trips, that we allow divers to come on research trips with us so you can be a citizen scientist. Wow, thank you so much. It was great running into you. Great running into you. All right, hey, I'm Mike Tillman with the Florida Public Archaeology Network. We're a statewide program uh, that's part of the University of West Florida. But we are all about promoting the protection and public appreciation of Florida's archaeological heritage, both on land and underwater. And the underwater part is why we're at DEMA today. Yeah, so we have uh, programs all over the state of Florida, and we're based throughout the university system. So one of our goals is to get young people into the water and appreciating their cultural heritage. Uh, so if you're at DEMA, come visit us. We're at booth 3953. Awesome. We're by the pirate. <laughs> so thinking about New Orleans, I mean, we've sort of talked about it a little bit, but I kind of want to, you know, give give our give everyone a flavor for what we did. I mean, we had some fantastic food. Oh my gosh, the food was so good. I mean, it is so easy to walk it walk down the street and just pick a restaurant, which is pretty much we did that one night when when yeah. you, me and Jay went out. Um, I just I was just sort of on Google Maps, just like you picked a good one. Scrolling night, on though. restaurants, thank you. Um, we, we did go back and forth. I picked one and yep, then Jake you picked, picked one. one. And then you on the last night were, you were gunning for oysters, was it? I was You were gunning, gunning. for oysters all week. I think I had, how many oysters? I think I had like 
17 oysters oh my God. all by myself. <laughs> oh my God. Were you, was it, were you just like by yourself? Because so I, so I, was... I left, I left Friday morning. I left Friday morning because that weekend I was flying back to my parents' place for Thanksgiving. I was spent a week with the family. So I didn't want to stick around on Friday because it was just going to be too much travel. Yeah. Uh, you know, all at once. I wanted to break it up a little bit more. So I left Friday morning. You, you stuck around. And so Friday night you went out and you had your oyster extravaganza. Yes. So nobody wanted to get oysters with me the entire week. And so I went and found my own and I went to this great spot. I think it's called Felix's. It's in the quarter on Bourbon Street. Um, I just bellied up at the bar by myself. Oh my God. And I walked in. I was definitely not dressed for the occasion. I felt like I was overdressed more than anything. Because um, you were you're dressed to like have a couple of drinks on Bourbon Street. It's Friday night. You're yeah, I was out. dressed to go dancing. And I walked into this place and it was very low key, very local. Um, they shucked the oysters at the bar in the bar single right in front of me. Love it. It was amazing. I mean, I had a what. And then I had a couple drinks and it was awesome. And at one point, one of our other friends, he met me there after I had already finished eating. But um, did he also eat oysters? He did he not. No, that? he was not an oyster fan. And so we just had I a drink there so. and then we hung out for the rest of the night. But nice. um, no, so I, I just sat there and just devoured oysters by myself. I'm sure the workers were like, who, who is, is this, this foreign girl? Well, but <laughs> I mean, up until that point, we had spent a couple of days sort of eating and drinking our way through New Orleans. We had, we definitely a, great, we had a couple of really, really good dinners. Ended each night on Bourbon Street. Uh, saw some great live music. Really good live music. Um, good pubs. Great pubs. Uh, well, pub. way more like Irish pubs than I was yeah, expecting. There were, there were, there were like, a lot there of... were like three or four Irish pubs like right yeah. in a row. And we all kind of looked at each other like, is this Little Dublin? Like, where did we go? Um, they were just all, off Bourbon Street. They were Street, all fantastic too. as just far off as Bourbon pubs, Street. though. Um, I mean, yeah. They, well, they all poured a good Guinness, which is my mark of like, yeah, can, can I survive in this, in yeah. this bar? I'm just and now. I'm just daydreaming about about Urban being Street. back and, and um, about being back, be, about going back, and and about um the other the other events we went to. We went to uh, the the this deeper blue party. We keep coming back to it. That uh, we I ended up staying until just about closing time at that bar. You did. I you left. left. You had left. You had left. Uh, I with did. with to be fair, most everybody left around the same everybody time. Everybody left. I was having. I was in a very. Out. I was having a very good conversation, and we just kept the conversation but going. But to be fair, we were in reverse the night before, where That's I true. hung I out at early. the. I hung out at the pub, and I you left, left early. early. I left early. You you stayed at the bar, and uh, and I left early. Overall, I think Demo was a fantastic opportunity for us, and really for any. We don't know everybody that listens to this show, but we know some of them. And it's a lot of uh, young dive professionals. It's a lot of you know millennials that dive and a lot of millennials that want to dive or want to hear about diving. Um, Dima and dive shows generally, we weren't really sure what we were walking into, but I can pretty much guarantee you from this point on, any dive show you walk into will be a friendly place to you. Totally. Because they will want to show you the the best part I think for me about all of the interactions that we had it was not just about this is who I am this is what I do you know are you interested it's let me show you why you should be interested let me show you why this is cool or this is interesting or you need to care about this and to me you know that welcoming and that that sort of demonstrative aspect of the industry and everyone that was there 
really, you know, it, it, it really made me feel welcome in a way that, that, uh, you know, I wasn't expecting. So I can only say, I recommend everyone go. I completely agree. I think for me, my biggest takeaway, one, the fact that it was the entire ecosystem there, but two, the fact that every single person that I talked to about our mission and our brand, as far as free descent goes and our why for why we do this, every single person I talked to said, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I love what you're doing. I want to talk to you about that more. Mm. Nobody was like, oh yeah, that's cool. And then walked the other way. Everybody wanted to hear more about what we're doing and where we're going and how we're changing the industry, which was just, I mean, that was a really cool, it, energizing it really, yeah. thing. No, it did. No, I totally forgot it. You're totally right about that. I mean, it really validated everything we've been trying to build here. Um, you know, I say build. We, yeah. we have been building and, it, and, you know, Dima was a validation of it. And, um, you know, I think we go can us. There. Go us. Uh, yeah, we can end it. We can wrap up there. Next time we have our awards. We do this before before every episode. We do a little drum roll, which you guys never hear because it always. But you never see it. But I do this all the time. Drum roll. So we will have the end of year free descent awards. The dive flags, we're calling them. At least I'm calling them that. We haven't agreed on a name, but I think dive flags is up there. I think I think that's cool one. So if you have nominations for an award for you or for someone else, hit us up, let us know. Uh, we have a few awards in mind, um, but we're not, we're not going to reveal them yet. There'll be some go on our Instagram this week, follow us because on the story, we'll be putting out polls for some of the awards, who you think should win, who you want to be nominated. And if you want to nominate any categories, if you want to tell yeah. us about an award, yeah you think we should be giving um hit us up let us know but until then i'm jake and miles this has been another episode of free descent see you soon